Hi, and welcome to The Strad Podcast. I'm Davina Shum, I'm a cellist, and I'm the online editor at The Strad. We can all remember the days in peak lockdown, where international travel was off the cards. As the world wistfully dreamt of travel to exotic places outside of their living rooms, violinist Itamar Zorman embarked on a global expedition via violin repertoire. Following several live streams, the result was his album Violin Odyssey, where he recorded music from countries all around the world, including the US, Sudan, Poland, New Zealand, China, the list goes on. The album also includes a piece very close to home for Itamar, Wanderings, composed by his father Moshe Zorman. Itamar shared with me how he approached a global-themed album, how exploring music from other cultures and lesser-known repertoire informs his playing of the staples, plus which country he'd like to visit next. Have a listen. Itamar, welcome to the Strad Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about violin globetrotting, travelling around the world via violin repertoire. So this is pertaining to your new album, Violin Odyssey. You've recorded pieces from all around the world, from many different countries, including my home country of New Zealand. You've recorded a piece by Gareth Farr. Very cool to see that. But also other countries, including the US, Sudan, Poland, China, Czech Republic, Israel, Mexico, all over the place. So I'm thinking that during the pandemic, with this lack of ability to travel, you sought to fulfill that wanderlust via music. Is this something that you wanted to do before the pandemic or was it spurred on because of the pandemic? A combination of both, I would say. I've I've always had interest in lesser-known repertoire, somewhat unusual repertoire. Unfortunately, it's not always easy to program just for uh, mundane reasons, what audiences want, what presenters want. So the pandemic was really uh, an opportunity for me to learn some of this repertoire and try to present it to more people, things that I believe are pieces that are really worthwhile knowing. The sort of more global feel of this collection of works sort of emerged. It wasn't my intention, but after I recorded about seven of those, it all started as like live broadcasts. And I saw that by, I think, the 7th or the 8th, I've really had already four continents. And so I thought, okay, I mean, the, there is something going on here, so I might as well make it an album of globetrotting. It's quite interesting because usually when one records an album, one focuses on a particular theme, for example, the music from one country or the music from one composer. But I imagine you probably started to string this theme together of globetrotting, um, this worldwide repertoire from numerous different countries. So how do you feel going between all the different countries via this repertoire? Like, for example, how did you discover a lot of these pieces? These days, discovering this sort of repertoire is much easier, I'm sure, than it used to. With YouTube and Spotify, a lot of these things are readily available to whoever's curious. I've heard of these composers from several sources. For example, in New York, there is a concert series dedicated to lesser-known rep, mostly 19th century. It's called Jupiter Symphony Chamber Players. And this is where, for example, I encountered Dora Pejacevic, the Croatian composer. They programmed one of her pieces. Actually, incidentally, I did not play it, but I heard it and I was like, well, this is definitely worth exploring. So this was one piece. Then with Gareth Farr, I heard a colleague play a piece by him. This is the composer from New Zealand. With Revueltas, it wasn't a masterclass. 
a student came and played for the by Rivueltas. Gao Ping from China, I heard of him and then I researched a little bit and, and I found several wonderful pieces and this one particularly I found touching um, questioning the mountains. I would say it comes together from your connections of people that you meet in your in your life, as you say, you know, playing with people in masterclasses, colleagues, concert series, and it's sort of easier nowadays to discover music from these places. You also have included a piece composed by your father, Moshe Zorman, and it's called Wanderings. Yes. So tell me a little bit about that. You know, we're talking about discovering pieces through connection. Well, you know, fewer connections closer than the connection between father and son. <laughs> tell me a little bit about that piece. This one was added specifically for, for the album, especially with this title, Wandering, and, and I thought every journey really starts at home, <laughs> I guess. So, and this is really where, where I come from, and this is a piece that I've been playing for a while. Really, my interest in contemporary music, and probably there, from there you can say also not firmly established classical, you know, not to pay to remote, but things that are a little bit more out there, really started, and I remember this quite vividly, I think I was about 10 years old, and we went to a festival with my family where a piece by my father was played. It was a piece for a larger ensemble, accordion, vibraphone, violin, cello, some wind, and the last movement from that piece was particularly catchy. It was like a dance. Um, and I really remember being quite enchanted by the whole experience of this new piece coming together and my father, of course, being the composer. And he then arranged that piece for violin and piano, and this became a movement of a four-movement-long sonatina for violin and piano, and Wandering is one of those movements. So I thought it would be really fitting in different ways, both the title and just this is really where, where I come from and this is where my curiosity emerged from. What are your earliest memories of music making with your father growing up? This one from the festival for sure. In my family, we all play music. So there was always a lot of music in the house. Interestingly, my parents, both of them are very interested in the connection between music and other arts, and not necessarily only classical. So, for example, I studied some jazz as a kid. It was important for my parents. It was fun also. And I have memories of the whole family listening to the jazz pianist Michel Petrucciani. But other than that, it's a lot of memories that, you know, not necessarily have to be music, just, you know, watching soccer together. And they just, after our team won, just, you know, jumping all over the, the living room, you know. <laughs> yeah. I am just thinking of this theme in my head going from the word wanderings and as you mentioned before, every journey starts at home and it's, it's a departure point, isn't mm -hmm. it? And I think that's really interesting how your, your parents are so interested in interdisciplinary arts as well, you know, other forms of music making or, you know, other forms mm -hmm. of art as well, which really inform everything else that you do as well. How do you feel exploring music of different cultures informs the way you revisit, say, some of the more traditional, more frequently performed Western classical mm -hmm. uh, composers that forms, you know, a lot of the staple violin repertoire? Yeah, that's a very good question. First of all, in approaching a piece from a different culture, I really try to get a little bit acquainted with stylistic things. For example, when I was playing the piece by Gao Peng, I asked him a little bit. He, he marks a lot, a lot of slides. So for me, it was sort of reminiscent of the perhaps Erbu or additional Chinese instrument. So I was trying to ask 
the composer a little bit. And of course, I listened online. This is also much easier these days. There's so many recordings of traditional instruments playing. So you, you get this a little bit in your ear, or you get also the context. For example, I recorded these two pieces by Sylvester Revueltas, and there the context is almost political. He's trying to represent the working class people in his music. So you're trying to find that, and this is the anchor, which you're uh, how you're connected to this music. I can speak personally. So for example, I come from a Jewish background, but if I were for example, have someone else play, he heard someone else play Bloch or something like that. It doesn't necessarily, I think, have to sound like the cantor in my childhood synagogue. This is probably how I would play it, but I don't, I don't think it necessarily has to sound like that. It's complicated. I think people can be obviously curious, but they can also bring something of their own into this. And then how it affects playing Beethoven Mozart. Honestly, I think somehow the wider your horizons, the more ideas you have. And mm-hmm. you were talking about connections. I, I do think music is never in a vacuum. And even things as far away as Chinese or, or Mexican music, you, you would find connections, something, and it what might spark your imagination. And you would play a certain phrase in Mozart in a different way. I think it's beautiful. It adds to your color palette so that the next time you perform these pieces of repertoire, you come at it with slightly more information. Exactly. You are armed with more knowledge to enable you to act with more spontaneity and a little bit more freedom, I imagine. Mm-hmm. So the more you do, the more ideas you yes. have. So I've got one more question for you, and this is pertaining to the more practical travel mm-hmm. element of this. But now that international travel is somewhat opening up mm-hmm. again, from this list of countries represented on the album, where would you most like to go next? Wow, that's a good question. New Zealand. Oh, <laughs> good choice, good choice. But of course I'm going to say that. <laughs> Have you ever been before? No, I've never been to New Zealand. And to see Lake Wakatipu, because this is, the piece is basically inspired by a legend mm-hmm. of this lake, so I, I would love to see it. You know what? And you wouldn't be disappointed. So you'd go into Queenstown, which is the town on the lake, Lake Wakotipu, and it's just, it's everywhere. It's a beautiful freshwater lake. Here I am telling you all about this lake, which is a bit silly. But if you go, you shan't be disappointed. I would recommend hiring a kayak and going kayaking in the summer. Wow. Okay. This is definitely, and now it's on my to-do list. Yes. Exactly. And then after that trip, I'm sure you'll play Gareth Vaz in a different way, in a a slightly differently informed way from before. Well, I couldn't have asked for a better answer than that. But um, (laughs) Ishmael, thank you so much for joining me today on the Strad Podcast, uh, telling me all about your violin travels. That's great. Thank you for having me. That was violinist Itamar Zorman. Right now you're listening to Wanderings, composed by Itamar's father, Moshe. As mentioned in the chat, it features on Itamar's new album called Violin Odyssey, and it's out now on first-hand records. And don't forget to head to our website, thestrad.com, to check out the latest news, articles, and reviews on all things to do with string playing. If you like what you see and hear, register and subscribe to access exclusive archival content from 2010 onward. We've got 50% off an online subscription for students, and if you're not sure you're ready to subscribe, Take out a free trial for seven days. Start reading right away with no strings attached. And if you happen to be on Apple Podcasts right now, give us a little review or a rating. Thanks for listening and tune in again soon for another episode. Take good care. Bye.